Olivia, hello. Hi, Taylor. I know that you don't listen to the podcast, but we've broken the mold. We've broken the mold here recently, and okay. I, I'm just completely changing the intro every time just to throw people off. And I'm enjoying it. I really am. Oh, that sounds like you. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really does. Uh, welcome back. We almost match. We're both wearing some shade of red. We are. The shade of red behind me should look very familiar to people, but I did rearrange this room. So this is the first time recording in this new setup. It's this, It's still the same room. Don't worry. The, the, the hot water heater's still right next to me, and the alcohol cabinet's still right next to me. But I have a ton more room now for activities, uh, just like in Step Brother. You, are you familiar with this movie? Uh, I've seen parts. That's a dangerous thing to say about that movie. Uh, but it's like when they get bunk beds and like the room yeah. gets twice as large. Like right. this room feels twice as large now. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, it looks good. It lo- I mean, from what I can tell, I noticed immediately. So you did really? I did. Yeah, I really, really did. It's surprising because yeah, it uh, most people are just distracted by my stunningly good looks. And then well, the red and black background. Um <laughs> We had another guest make the checkers joke. And like the uh, part of me loves as much as things are changing, part of me loves the consistency of people yeah. making fun of me with the same joke. I love I just it. see Texas Tech. That's yeah. all I see. Yeah. Go Red Raiders or whatever. There you go. <laughs> so uh, which is where you went to school. And we're going we're gonna to go down memory lane a little bit today because and the reason we're doing this. Is both of us had uh, not our best weeks. Um, I haven't let you in on this because I knew you were having a bad week and you won like the bad week category. So I, I don't like things where I don't win <laughs> and y- you won worst week, but it doesn't yeah. mean I had a good one. Right. Okay. But, yeah, that's fair. So part of me wants to win and part of me wants to be a good person. Again, just part. Uh, but you, you were having a, a, a tough week. And I've been having a tough week. Um, we don't have to completely get into it, but my tum tum hurts. Like that's the main Aww. thing going on with me. Yeah, it's not COVID, is it? I I don't think that affects the tum tum. I mean, it does. That's it actually th- one of the signs. Oh, great! Um, <laughs> phenomenal. It is actually. I got tested like three weeks ago, so unless I contracted it in the last so few fine. weeks, and oh. I, I think it was you that I talked with about that test. On the air, I'm not yeah. getting tested again. I'm not, I'd rather have COVID than get that test again. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> uh, but here, here's the thing. Anytime I'm having a rough week, and this is mainly this is mainly a favor to you because I'm a generous and loving individual, and everyone that watches the show, listens to the show knows that. So welcome in today. I don't know if I said my name. I'm Taylor Schroll. This is Forte Catholic. That's the craziness you've been listening to for the last three minutes. Anytime things aren't going well, I do the healthy thing and try not to focus on the present. Uh, I think that's what's, I think that's a good thing. Uh, Maybe we'll bring back our counselor from last week and see if that's good. I don't think it's good at all, actually. But (laughs) there is something about, so like, you know, they always say God's always in the present. He's, he's right. Uh, he, they say he's not in the future or the past, I would argue, but that's just theologians being silly. I think he's everywhere, but he's most present in the present, right? Because that's where we are and we're in time and that's where we encounter God. And again, we're talking about God really early in the show. We're breaking the mold again. <laughs> but here's the thing is that it's so often that in order to encounter God now, if we're not feeling that encounter now or things aren't going well or, you know, the world's falling apart and we're on like day 138 or whatever of being stuck inside, it could be hard to find God in the difficult moments. So what we have to do is do the things that Christians and the people of God in the Old Testament were doing for forever. 
They look to the past to show where God already proved himself. And hopefully that would give us some clarity for the present and hope for the future. Like that's kind of how the whole Testament thing worked out, right? So here I am. And anytime things are going bad in the present, like I just, there's no future. Like I'm just going to die. You know, like everything's falling apart. Everything's going to be bad. So it's actually healthy in those, those times to look back and see, to look back at the past, right? And see what happened there. So what you and I are going to do is play a little game to get this started. I prepped you for this while I was in the Walgreens parking lot trying to make my <laughs> tum-tum feel better. So uh, I, uh, I called you and I said, hey, here's what we're going to do on today's show. Uh, we're both going to pick ages for each other and we're both going to try to come up with the biggest memory or two from that mm-hmm. year of our life. So I would say, okay. like, as an example, uh, I'll start. I'll give you the year... When you were 15, I know it was like 107 years ago, but when you were 15, what were you born when I was 15? Let's see. <laughs> I, I, I was I was trying to do this without giving away your age. I don't care. Uh, but I don't I, I can't don't answer that question without knowing your age. <laughs> I, I do think I was alive. I don't think Maybe. you're I don't think you're 15 years older than me, but I think it's pretty dang close. I don't know. Now I want to know. <laughs> You're 30, I'm 42, so that's Okay, 12. okay, okay, so 12 years, okay. Yeah. So I, I knew I was close, but I knew I was in dangerous waters, so I just I stopped. babysat you. <laughs> yeah, don't sit on babies, that's terrible. Um, so when you were 15, uh, Olivia Harrison, that is who is with me, she goes by Liv, and she likes to be called that, which is why I call her Olivia. So uh, yeah. what what is your biggest memory from when you were 15 years old? When I was 15 years old, I find I met my husband. Like Aww. how crazy is that? Yeah. It probably is. Like I was trying to think of something else. How many years it's- till he noticed you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we became best friends at 16. So, not that long. I mean, he knew who I was at that day, but I met him at my house. I didn't know who he was. Some kid brought him, and I was ticked. I was so mad. I was like Cuz you had who a crush on the other somebody? guy. No, no, no. I, I really, at that time, I didn't have a crush on anybody, which I was, I guess, in between crushes. And I wasn't uh, immediately having a crush on Nathan. I did notice how cute I thought he was, but I, he was so arrogant. I obviously like arrogant men who are mean and... <laughs> There's no correlation to this show at all. Not one. I obviously think that's a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, I thought he was such a jerk. He had a do rag on his head. He had his letter jacket on. He went to a different high school than I did, six one, and I was so angry that this kid just showed up to my house and I didn't know who the flippy was. So I, I just I was have pissed. to pause. And we, if you don't know Liv's husband, you go follow <laughs> go follow Liv on Instagram at the Liv Harrison and look at her husband. And imagine that man with a do rag on. It's the funniest nope. mental image. It is. He never had so a fro. Funny. He never had waves. <laughs> That's not a thing. And he got best offensive lineman senior year. He was huge. He was huge. He's not like really skinny and like. That whatever. wasn't when you were 15. You're not allowed to talk about that right now. He was big. He was like strong and like blah. So yeah. So he looks totally different. And. Yeah, so there you go. So that's my biggest memory. I just remember being ticked. And then I ran to the kitchen because he was such a jerk. We're watching The Fugitive with the entire youth group. And he kept saying everything that was going to happen. Like, that guy's going to die. That guy's going to blow off his face. That guy, whatever. I don't know. What and a I was strange like, prediction. 
Oh, so I don't know. I was so mad. I was like, dude, shut the flip up. And I ran and I got my mom and I said, do you see that guy? And she was like, the one with the handkerchief on his head? And I was like, mom, it's, a it's in case he gets boogies. <laughs> it's cool, mom. He's cool. I was like, isn't he so cute? And so obviously I loved that he was a jerk. So there you go. So that's, I, that's my biggest memory for 15. Part of this idea uh, is idea is like, are these positive or negative memories? And I'm not sure with yours. <laughs> I met either. my husband. <laughs> I hated him. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. I was so annoyed. I thought he was hot, but I thought it was annoying. And so whatever, but yeah, no, it was positive. I mean, I'm glad we've had a long Story since that we've been married 20 years and together he didn't ask me out till we were 17. So we just had our 25th. So I've known him 27 years. It's almost your age. <laughs> that is pretty, pretty insane. That's true. We've been together a long time, Taylor. You're thinking, I, how does Nathan so, do it? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, you haven't asked me an age yet, but I was thinking I think about I'm my ready. I think about my first memory a lot. My first okay. memory, I was around oh. two or two and a half. Okay. It's the only memory I have till I'm about five. And I, I went over to my next door neighbor's house. I grew up in, or I, I lived my first two and a half years in League City, Texas. And my next door neighbors were very elderly at the time. And I went over, do you remember the juice boxes that were like the monkey barrels? Yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah, was never I, allowed those. I drank them as a kid. You probably gave hugs. them to your kids. Were they called hugs? Um, I don't remember. I was two and a half. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> With so, the foil top, it had like a yeah, foil yeah, yeah, yeah. lid. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went next door. The old people gave me one of those, and that's my first and only memory until I'm about five. And here's the thing, Liv. I had that memory when you met your husband. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is that? I wanted to ask about eight-year-old Taylor or 12-year-old Taylor. I don't know why those two popped up. You can choose. You could talk about both. I don't know. So Do either of those stand out? Here's the thing. I, I, I was thinking about it and like when I was going through ages, I figured we would kind of go from young to older, you know, older and older yeah. and older. And I think all of my years until like junior high are – like they all just bleed together. Like, I don't know what happened. What year are you that way? Like with your child, like when sure. like before 10 or like even yeah. 12, like, I don't know specifically what happened. So when I was eight, it's like when Plato gets together and you're like, I don't really know how to separate that at this point. <laughs> like the, the philosopher, the, the three different, no Plato, like, <laughs> <laughs> like different colors. And you're like, I don't know what color it is now. Anyway, go ahead. So you're eight. That's a whatever. Um, so I'm eight years old, which puts me in like what? Second or third grade, third grade. I think so. so. So 12 would put me in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. So uh, one of my biggest Six. memories from when I was in like, yeah, around sixth grade. So like I've talked about it before, but like that's the year 9-11 happened. So like obviously mm. that's a big memory. I, I was had... teaching. That's depressing. Go ahead. You were my teacher actually. <laughs> um, you tried <laughs> to get me been. D Hall and I said no. And you were like, well, fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I really could have been. That's so sad. So uh, the other one. I've talked about that memory before, but like one of the other memories that I have, that was the year we learned how to play recorder. Do you remember Ooh, the recorder? When you were 12 or eight? Eight. When Must I was 12. No, 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 no. This, no, really? no, no, no. We did it in, in middle school. Oh. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't develop really quickly. <laughs> Mentally, that is. I was a grown man physically at 12. Oh, that's probably happened around that time, around 12 or 13. I shaved my face for the first time. 
And Ooh, yeah. my friends didn't do that for another five years. <laughs> well, you have a very full beard. I mean, you look like you've been practicing this for a long time. So. Uh, also at eight was when I started, my hairline started receding. <laughs> <laughs> do you shave? Do you shave now? Like, is this you? You shave, so right? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why no one knows this. Like, John well, Bovins did this. How am I supposed to know? We, we've met, you've come here once a month we before We have COVID. groomed together. I've never watched you groom, You've Taylor. seen my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. John said the same thing. He's like, oh, you're bald? It's like, yes, I've been bald since I got married. I don't and know what you do. Do you, do you shave it, Taylor? What do you yes. do to keep it bald? Well, most of it's gone on its own. That's hence the bald. And I, I shave the rest of it so I don't look like a Franciscan friar. Ah, <laughs> you don't want to have the tufts, like the whatever situation going on. Oh, man. And, and those tough situations have happened plenty of times during COVID because I'm just like, what do I care? I'm not leaving. <laughs> well, but you wear a hat a lot. And, and in your logo, you have a hat. So, so in all fairness, I defend John. Well, you you can't. You can't defend John or yourself because you <laughs> see me way more often than you see my logo. And the fact that neither <laughs> of you knew I was bald. I know you're bald. I just said how. I didn't know if it was you a Jesus balding or well, if it was a Taylor balding. I didn't know what, where what we were. What does that even mean? Jesus I didn't know balding? if Jesus took away all your hair and all your hair is gone because Jesus made yes, it Yes, I was very vain. I've told this story before. I was very vain and I had precious hair. It was it was, it was. was blonde and 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 brown and very shiny and i wore it like a, in a faux hawk and i was very good looking and then not only did i lose my hair but jesus was so mad at me that he made me realize that i have this mole on the top of my head my my hair hid that my whole life and that's right after the mole is where my hair stops growing so oh. that's awesome <laughs> now we're bringing up bad memories. Okay, we got to get back to you. I got to get back to you. One All more right. from you. So, um, right. you're old. So, uh, best memory from. Uh, oh, I'm 30 now. Your best memory from when yeah. you were 30. That would be interesting. When I was 30. So, a you long time ago when you All were right. my age. Okay, 12 years. Calm down. Actually, my 30th birthday was, was sadly. Is that sad? It was actually my best. <laughs> it was kind of like. It peaked it early. Peaked it did. It was amazing. My husband surprised me. That's the last surprise party I've had. Not only that, he surprised me, but then he had a stretch limousine come to the house. It was at my parents' house. My mom made my favorite meal and everything was done in black and hot pink, which is weird because that's my brand now. That's weird. I haven't thought about that actually. And all these people were there and they all surprised me and all my favorite food, favorite people. And then he gave me this book. He had everyone that like in my life, write me a letter. And it was beautiful. And then we hopped in this car, this limousine, and it took us back to the hotel where we spent our first night as husband and wife. And he had decorated it with roses and notes and chocolates. It was awesome. It was like bad A. So that, I can't, I don't even know what else happened that 30th year. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I hope my 30th year, well, I was about to say, I, I, I was about to say, I hope my 30th year is more memorable than yours. And then I realized what's already happened in my 30th yeah. year. Like, you know, the world falling apart, everything falling apart. So yeah, that's thirty. Yeah. So we looked back at, at time, and we and we we found some some great memories, uh, as, as few as they were. We found some terrible memories, like you meeting your husband, and we, we were able to look back at these times. And he, here's kind of where I wanted to go with this. So we have 
good memories. And we talked at the beginning how God is here in the present, but in the times where God is hard to find in the present, uh, we have to look back to the times where God has shown up, God has proven himself. And like, obviously there are those in scripture, but I find for me, the ones that are even more powerful, which sounds strange, right? Like the, like the, the coolest thing in the world that ever happened was the resurrection. A dude said he was God, then he died, and, and then he came back to life. Like, but my experience of experiencing that Jesus that resurrected is often more powerful than just recalling that story. Does that make sense? So it's like, yes, that story in and of itself is way more powerful on its own. But subjectively, I look back on times where I felt God and I knew God was real and I knew God's presence was with me and guiding me. And those are the things that can often get me through difficult times where I don't see him right now. And it's like, well, there were other I can look literally look back and say there were other times where I didn't see God working in the moment. And I look back now and I see that those were some of my big times where God showed up, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that's my encouragement for really for myself and for you and for everybody listening is that we all know this has been a hard 130 something days. It has. It really has been difficult. And I, like, I, I, it's been the experience for me and the experience for a lot of other people that it's been hard to find God in the midst of this difficult time. And I think one of the things that we could try, if you haven't tried it yet, is to look back and and uh, I went to a retreat once with Father Ryan Higdon, and he's like, you know, what are the you know, you know how David went to go get five stones? He's like, what are the five stones that you have in your pocket? The five memories of when God really showed up, and to be able to go back through those five things uh, whenever whenever you're not being able to find God to remind you, God is real, God loves me, and He's here even if I don't feel Him. Are you asking me what the five things are? No, 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 no. That's the oh, end of the segment. I was, like, oh, I was just waiting for you retreat. to close. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's not my answers, though, Liv. It would be your five. I don't know your five. You don't know mine. That's not the point. But I'm glad. Wow. I hope this segment made more sense to the listener than it did to you. Because, boy, that was a long setup and a lot of Listen, things that I thought through I to make that really one point. Invested. I don't know if I've ever listened that intently to you in my entire life. I was gonna. I was. You like, haven't. Let's I, I hear the five. Let's I hear. No, I kept. Answer. I kept stuttering because I was looking at you, paying attention to me, and it threw me I off. <laughs> it threw, it threw me, me off. off. <laughs> I've never wanted to hear more out of your mouth in my entire life. Well, that's Too a great weird. time to end the segment. We'll be right back <laughs> with Joe Valentres. Don't go anywhere. Howdy there, folks. There's a new product that just launched literally yesterday as I'm recording this from Catholic Balm Co. The people that we know and love for their beard balms and their lotions, but there's something new from them. They have brand new all-natural deodorant, both for men and for women. I'm purchasing some right now because I... Like, I I'm a sweater. I'm a big sweater. And what they say is that sin stinks, but you shouldn't. This is inspired. Uh, the smell, like all their smells, by Catholic things, by the Franciscan tradition. So go check this out for you, your mans, your womans, whatever it is. Go to ForteCatholic.com slash beard to get 15% off your next order. Do it. Do it now. Do it. back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Liv Harrison. And I am joined by somebody that I actually interviewed less than seven days ago. 
but it wasn't here. It was on another project that I'm doing. So uh, Catholic Speakers is an organization that books Catholic speakers. I know, I know. I know you would have never thought that, but that's what they do. And I'm, uh, I'm one of their clients. They're my booking agent and a bunch of other speakers have them as the booking agent as well. I've been a guest host having interviews and conversations with some of the other speakers from the organization. And I've been able to do that. And I was able to, to connect with this guy that I followed for forever. And it's like, it feels like there's one of those things where like we know the similar people and been around the same kind of events, but we, we always missed each other like by a month or a year or something like that. So we were like, Hey, this is cool. We should do this again. So for the first time ever, someone wants to talk to me twice in one week. And I don't just That's mean tough. in the show. Uh, Joe Melendrez, welcome to the show, friend. Hey, great to be here. You know, and it's like, can you remember what happened in April? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think April will happen. It's still April. So it's still if happening. We, if, if, we, if we actually have multiple meetings this week, it's okay because, you know, we're in this like pause time. And uh, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to just enter in right now. That's right. There you go. There Perfect. you go. So we were just talking about that. It's like it's like Joe is really connected to the Holy Spirit, or he somehow listened to our last conversation because we talked about, you know, where where's God been these last few months? And we also <laughs> talked about something that we noticed that is similar between Joe and I and live right at the yeah, end of last segment. My God. Yeah, we are marked by God. I was just complaining about my mole on my head that is that I only found out when I went bald. And I noticed, like, uh, Joe, I was trying to talk to you and be professional before the interview. And I was like, Joe, you have a mole on your head. <laughs> Mine. Yeah, no worries. No worries. He has a few. You know, he has a few. Yeah, I got a really few. Cute, like, smaller head than you, Taylor. So. <laughs> I, all, I am good. a little prideful, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> You know, I want to say like uh, talking about shaving heads and stuff like that. You know, I've I had hair my whole life, and I, I kind of felt like when I I started this this past year, my first full year of ministry, and I decided to go ahead and, and shave my head. And uh, it's kind of it's real dying to self. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm not focused as much on my outer appearance or haircut stuff like that. And it's like you can be tunnel vision for the mission of serving God. And I also, you know, I know uh, they're like the the CFRs, a lot of them, they shave their heads too. Um, and they have long beards like you, Taylor. But I think that's really cool in the sense of like, you know, we, we are, you know, on this unified mission uh, to serve God. And it, it can be a bit humbling as well. But I've noticed that I, I have less of a focus on appearance and stuff like that uh, after shaving my head. And I'm grateful for it. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and say that I, I, if I wanted to, I could grow a full head of hair. But I too am, am, am holy and committed to the Lord as Joe and the CFRs. I mean, that's that's the reason I shave my head too. And I and because yeah. I shave my head, I'm completely focused on Jesus. I never look in the mirror and hate myself. I never look in the mirror and, and think back to 12 years ago when I looked awesome. Never. Not once, Joe. It hasn't happened. And it's funny. You can look back at old pictures like, yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that. Um, but uh, hey, we're in a new place, a new season, and we got to step into whatever God wants us to do. So let's do it. Let's do it. I so, love that. well, oh, Liv's here. Hey, Liv. Hey. Well, I, I'm not bald. <laughs> hey, 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 Liv. We're so grateful for you and your hair. You and your beautiful bald head. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing. My hair's never been as long as it is right now. I'm okay, okay, you're done. Let's let's move on. Right, speaking of long hair, Jesus had long hair. He let's did. talk about. I feel connected to Jesus and the woman that dried his hair. Like I feel like that's what I could do right now. I could do that. Actually, this brings up a. a a good point. Um, I, I, you know, the, the Mary and Martha story, yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I, something that struck me recently is hearing that story and, you know, the concept of taking a seat, like sitting with Jesus. We can be so concerned about what we have to do to prepare and we have to get this ready and this, that, but to actually just spend time with Jesus during this time of like, hey, I don't know what to do. I can't control this. I, I don't know about my job. I don't know this. But can we just like give our hearts to God and like sit at his feet every day? It's so important and valuable, especially during during the season. Everyone's at, everyone's at home. The, the normal, obviously, I mean, this conversation has been uh, probably done many times, but every day is like this new experience of, you know, I was thinking back, I was talking to my wife the other day. I was like, I can't believe the last event I did publicly for, you know, a live event was five months ago. Like I've never think that I would go that far without sharing the gospel. Like I have been doing speaking and performing, but you know, we have to accept it. Um, but, but also like be aware of how we're feeling, be aware of how God's speaking to us, but really kind of pour into God even more because he can do all things. You know, he can calm our spirits. He can calm our storm. He can speak to the virus, you know, with words and tell it to, to be gone. Yeah. Hello, virus. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's real though. You know, like I'm looking out my window and there are mountains and he grew mountains with his words. You know, like right. he, he told the storm, you know, be still. And it was, it stopped. And so, yeah, can God speak to the virus? He can't. I wish he would. I really wish he yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, let's, 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 let's do some like predictions, projections. Uh, do you think this is coming back anytime soon within the next, you know, Ooh. five months, six months? If, if so, then he comes, then he can speak to the virus. Nice. But I actually, I think, I don't, I don't think it's the end times. There's something just to tell me it's not the end times yet, but I think it's definitely a wave of something. Yeah, yeah, no. So here's here's the thing. I I took a, a class in in undergrad, and it was it was about yeah. like the end times. It was about like literature that's been around that. And I I literally studied like dozens and dozens of people throughout thousands of years that knew one hundred percent that the world was ending, and those people yeah. looked dumb. So here's here's where I where I come out on this, Joe. I've yeah. never, I, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. And I don't like all the signs and things that people like to look at. Here's the thing. If I say it's going to happen soon, it uh, mm. especially here where it's recorded, people can mm. go back and make fun of me in five months or whatever, whenever I whatever date that I said. But if I say it's not going to happen and then it happens, no one can make fun of me because time ends. So I'm gonna go on the safe side and say you know, it's not gonna if happen. If anybody makes fun of you, if anybody makes fun of you, it doesn't matter because God loves you, Taylor. So don't you worry about it, okay? <laughs> Taylor has a big heart. It's very smushy and it gets hurt all the time. Here's here's oh, the thing. Jesus. Here's the thing. Here's what's funny is I have co-hosts that try to mess with me, that try to throw me off when I'm just I'm just ranting and raving about absolutely nothing and being silly. And Joe has found the one way to completely stop my rants. He just quotes scripture. And apparently I, I can't argue with that. Like What are you going to say? Come, I mean, uh, what am I going to say? Uh, let's go back Where'd to the Mar go, the Martha and Mary thing because yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my name was supposed to be Martha uh, because like that that's the, yeah 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 Martha like, I I just work and yeah what do you think I'm super holy and Mary I've never like, seen you do dishes I'm just like oh no 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 not dishes <laughs> other kinds of work the work that I enjoy uh, but I, I saw this thing the other day and it, and, it, and it hit my heart it's a, it's a it's a quote from Carrie 
I'm going to butcher this. Newoff. N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. And we're saying that my name should have been Martha, but boy, this guy should have had a different name. That's rough. But here's what he said. Workaholism is the most rewarded addiction in the world. And that hit mm-hmm. me like a ton of bricks because like that is one of my addictions. You know, like alcoholism. The, for the person, I mean, for the, for the person that has alcoholism and the people around them, it's tough and it yeah. makes things more difficult. Yeah. You know, addiction to mm-hmm. drugs, addiction to porn, addiction to all these things makes life worse for the person and the people around them. Workaholism is still bad, but it's harder to see because workaholics, mm-hmm. what do they do? They work harder, they get promoted, they make more money, they they, they they're yeah. through all these things, and like the the effects are a little harder to see. The effects on your body and your psyche, the effects on your family, the effects on the people around yeah. you. I think something that we always have to ask ourselves is like, what's our intention? Who are we doing this for? Um, is it so that we feel a level of status or of significance or are like, for example, if right now I'm in the same field of like, Hey, you know, this, the virus happened. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to pour into making uh, content to add value to people on YouTube, on Instagram. And, and I, I create my own deadlines and I'm like, I got to do this work. I do this work. But if it's taking me away from my family, then is it, is it worth it? You know? And so you have to kind of realign what's your intention and also continually check yourself and say, Hey, you know, we should be doing everything we do for the glory of God. And if, if, if it doesn't line up there, then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, but that can be, that can be challenging. And I think one of the biggest things for me, I read this morning about just, you know, uh, winning your days with, with your morning routine and things that you can do, you know, wake up early, exercise, workout, spend time with family, um, and then go ahead and move into whatever productivity you're going to be doing. I like to add in an hour of prayer or so early in the morning, but it's, it's super important that we can be, be grateful that we can be, uh, we have the mission mindset that we let God into, you know, our day before we even begin or else you could easily jump in on your computer and never get off for seven, eight hours, you know, but we need to be specific and really intentional about where we're spending our time because we, we only have 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, if you look back, you're like, yeah, you could make so much money, but it, what is that worth if you don't have people to share your life with and to bring joy and to have someone laugh at, at you know, the breakfast table or, or whatever. Um, it's just something to c- continually check yourself. And I find myself doing that regularly. And, and what's big for me is, you know, reading God's word. And it's like, I would say it's like a, a spiritual mirror, like just like I read God's word, it reads me, you know, and it's so, it's so convicting and it, it draws me like, dang, I, I have fallen short there. Oh man, I could so improve there. Different passages just really, really strike me at different times. And I know that the Holy Spirit's just like working in all of it. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is that the mirror of reading scripture, that experience of me reading scripture and it being a mirror is the same experience I have when I look at an actual mirror and see this mole on my head. Liv, you've ne- you're a trophy wife and you've never worked a day in your life. <laughs> How do you feel about this workaholism uh, conversation we're having around Martha I'm and Mary? Married- I married a workaholic and I came from a workaholic. And what's interesting, Joe, of what you're saying, uh, I've really been reflecting at this time of pause. I keep calling it like this big pause. And I keep thinking the reason the virus isn't going away from God is because we still haven't done enough pause. Like he's not ready for it to leave, you know? You know, it's interesting because a word that came to me this, this morning was what God wants to happen, what happened. And I've been kind of reflecting on that and pausing on that today. 
Um, but it's like we we think in uh, this this fast world, right? Okay, it's been five months, like two thousand years, five months, not a long time, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pandemics have happened before. Yes, we want to. We the thing is, we want to process it. Like we want to give excuses, but it's like, you will never understand God. He's a mystery. You need to accept that God's a mystery and you need to move on and stay in the space and stay planted where God has you. And I I just posted a video today is where is God calling me now? And like whatever gift he's given you, whatever mission he's sent you on, it may not be exactly what you want, but he's looking for willing hearts. He's looking for people that can say yes and, and do with whatever he's given them now. Okay. If it's, if it's, uh, you know, something so small, like, Hey, you can, you know, make watercolors with your kids outside, then go do that, you know, um, whatever it may be, but do it for the glory of God and, and stop trying to figure it out. You know, let God, let the spirit really just like get inside of you and be like, you know, Hey, I want to give you peace. I wrote down the other day, um, all the fruit of the spirit. Um, I, it's because it's like joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's like, I want those in my life every day. And that's just, it's something that we need to, to, to work towards, but we need to let God in. We need to like get out of God's way in our lives. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm the one thing that's in the way is myself. It's not yeah. God. He's there. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we all have to understand. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a time of reflection. It's been, mm-hmm. a, it's been a major when come it, to Jesus. This when whole it pause. first started, yeah, I was like, it's a global retreat. And then I'm yeah. like, this is the longest retreat I've ever been on. So flipping long. <laughs> like who's not writing Boy. in their journal? Guys, well, get the, to Joe, it. Joe, Joe, I can't let you say that because I want people to go on retreats. And if you just compared <laughs> this to a retreat, no one's ever going to want to go on a retreat ever but, again. Like, bad when it, retreats. When it, when bad it first ones. started, I was like, oh, we're having a couple weeks, you know, break. And then it turned into a month and then half a year and, you know. So, hey, we're, we're just praying. We're praying. I mean, we, I, I will pray. Let's declare right now in the name of Jesus that this virus ends as soon as possible and that we can heal anybody and everybody. In Jesus' name, uh, we're just asking for healing over the world and anyone who is sick right now and their families and anyone who's lost loved ones. In Jesus' name, we just got to declare it right now. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Joe. You've never listened to this show. We've never once prayed. We, this is 198 <laughs> episodes in, and we've never once prayed. And once a year, I had I had a ton of jokes. That's the whole show's all about jokes, and I had a bunch of jokes. I can't make them now because you just prayed. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so here's the thing: pray about everything. We've got. Thank we, you. I like Joe. We've got. You know what? I say Taylor leave. Joe stays. <laughs> we've got two minutes left we've got two minutes left and i want to okay. talk about your music yeah. because uh we didn't get to yeah. talk about as, uh, that as much so we only got uh, essentially we're gonna do a little promo for your music and i don't know if you've heard but there's this person named taylor swift who's been doing music for a long time you've been doing music for a long yeah. time she just dropped yeah. a super surprise album during covid so what are you gonna do yeah. with your music now <laughs> thanks well, i'm not trying to compare myself to taylor but uh I've actually been working on music. Um, so every Wednesday at 5 a.m., I have uh, a music phone call with my friend Hannah Schaefer. She lives in Indiana. It's 8 a.m. her time. And so we write for about an hour every Wednesday. So we've been working on some music, some jams. She's an incredible vocalist. Um, so we'll see what, what God wants to do with that and the, the music that comes out of that. 
Yeah, that's really exciting. But I mean, yeah, when when events would happen, like you're, I mean, you're a, a big name within the Catholic speaker and music world. Your 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 face with that mole is plastered all over, uh, you know, big Catholic conferences and retreats that apparently people should go on and don't listen to Joe about what a retreat is. Uh, but I mean, you've been doing this music for a long time, and like you were saying, it's like that that's the mission that God calls you to, and mm-hmm. and but we have to continue listening to what the Holy Spirit is doing as times change. Listen. You've been able to pivot and and change what you're doing. Yeah. But, but see, like I like the way I'm talking, I'm talking how I want to think and act, you know, I'm speaking. But but in all honesty, yeah, I've been I've been on waves and roller coasters of emotion this whole time. And it hasn't been easy for me. And especially when you have a passion for something and you're doing that and then all of a sudden it kind of gets taken away. There's a sense of loss there. So it's important to, to recognize, to feel your feelings. Um, but you, you got to remind yourself uh, of who God is and, and where he wants you to be and, and listen to the call. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, thanks for coming on today. I want people to go check out everything you're doing. So you've got yeah. your music, you've got your podcast, you've got your clothing line, joemelendrez.com. Yeah, feel free to check it out. I got a clothing line called God Swag Apparel. My latest album's called Chosen. Uh, you can stream it anywhere you listen to music. And a song I did with Hannah Schaefer and Connor Flanagan, actually the most recent release is called Keep Going. So it's definitely a good theme for, for COVID right now because y'all need to keep going. Well, we can't keep going. The segment's over. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> We're having a lot of fun with this whole YouTube thing. If you're currently watching on YouTube, congratulations. You get to see my beautiful face and suffer through looking at Liv. Uh, or vice versa, however you however you feel about that. Uh, but if you are not watching on YouTube, uh, you can start watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the subscribe. I think you're supposed to, I'm supposed to say hit a bell or something. Just subscribe. It's not that hard. Uh, go and do that. Even if you're just listening on the audio, we're trying to grow this YouTube thing. So even if you're like, I'm never going to watch that because I don't want to look at Taylor. I'd rather just listen to him. And even that's kind of suffering. Uh, go ahead. Just, just go to Forte Catholic. Hit subscribe. You don't ever have to watch. Uh, it would just be very helpful. Thank you. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm still Taylor Stroll. That's still Olivia Eugene Harrison. And uh, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, I know you don't listen to the show, Liv, but we started a new thing, a new segment called Chicken Soup for the Stroll. Did you see this anywhere? Yeah, okay. I did actually. Yeah. Okay. So my thought, my thought was, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this segment for three weeks in a row with like once with each of all of my co-hosts, and then we'll move on. We'll just kind of you know, randomly bring it back. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do it with Liv. So uh, we're gonna do a new, <laughs> another new segment, though. We're is doing that true. hundred yeah, percent true. Hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. We already did our stories segment earlier. We shared our stories in the wow. first segment. Wow. All right, I'm over it. Go ahead. Okay. Now what? <laughs> so here's the thing. We're, there's this new game, and I like. I if it makes you feel any better, I really wanted to wait to do this segment with Father Anthony because it involves preaching. But <laughs> that's fair. I, but here's the thing. I honestly, I, I had this idea for a segment this week, and I, I couldn't wait. I had to do it because I, th- I think it's a great idea. And people really enjoyed the chicken soup for the shroll, so we're going to take it away from them and give it back later. But we're going to see if they like this new idea as well. So you can always let me know in the comments at ForteCatholic.com, uh, you know, at, at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Let me know what you think about this game. What this game is going to be, it's, it's called Freestyle Preaching. You know, like freestyle rap battles. You're you're familiar. I mean, obviously, you I said, want a few. I mean, your yeah. husband wore a do rag, so I imagine I he mean, was involved. I mean, I'm just in some. saying. Yep. 
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give each other three words, three, three completely random words. None of this has been prepared. I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you three words. And you're a, you're a Catholic speaker, an MC. I would imagine that like when you're MCing, you know, people, you kind of have the outline, but people come up with notes like, hey, say this and make sure this is included. All the time. And then like, you know, as the MC, you have the, you know, you come up, you thank the speaker, you kind of, you know, do a minute version of what they said, just kind of recap it. You do like the you know, housekeeping things. Here's what's next. Here's what we're going to do. And then, you know, maybe like, you know, a, a final closing thing, 60 seconds, around 60 seconds of a message to kind of send people off. Okay. All right. People have been to conferences. They've been to retreats. They, they, you've been to anything. The MC, this is their job. So here's what we're doing. We're not giving the big 25 minute long talk on these things. Cause one, we don't have time and two people would leave. So here's what we're going to do. It's called freestyle preaching. We're going to give each other three words and the other person has to give a, a message uh, around Jesus, something, a gospel message, some kind of preaching involving those three words. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. How do you think you're going to do on this? Terribly. I think so too. <laughs> I think I'm going to be great and I think you're oh, going to be terrible, geez. which is what why I wanted to do this give? with you. Of course. Okay. Right, I know you, my role. Are yep. you ready? I'm ready. Your words mm -hmm. are platypus, pool noodle, and sun, like the, the, the one in the sky. In Not, the sky? Yeah. Okay. You have 60 seconds. Are you ready? The, your, the clock starts now. What is so beautiful about the platypus is that God shows you that every creature is unique and special and done with intention. Now, you would think that this would come to you as you're laying under the sun, maybe in a pool, like floating on a pool noodle, and you're like taking in the summer, and you're looking around, and you're thinking, how am I special? There's nothing special about this. And then you think about the platypus, and you think how absolutely dynamite that animal is because God willed it so because God wanted it to be on the planet it is and we don't really get it we don't really understand all of it so the next time you are floating around and you're pulling a pool noodle under the sun think about the platypus and if that's special think of how special you are so here's the thing Liv you did what did I do wrong no 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 you did much better than I thought you would you, you really <laughs> did you really did much better than I thought you would here's the thing here's the thing they all have to be about Jesus. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here, no, no, no. You did, you did very well. But here, here's the thing. I was like, as I was listening to it, like you got about forty-five seconds in, and I was like, wow, she's doing much better than I thought. And then I took off my lenses of like I'm the church person, like I'm around church all the time, and I've been in church my whole life. Yeah. And I start, I put myself in the shoes of a person who went to a conference who's never been to church anymore. <laughs> and here's the one thing I had. My thought was, this woman is crazy, and, and by behalf, maybe this church is crazy, because I've never been at a pool and thought about platypus. <laughs> so that, that might be your one mistake. I was and like, trying. What yeah. am I supposed to do with pool noodle? Uh, no, here's the thing. For everybody that's a church person, <laughs> like been going to church, they go to church regularly, that was a great little message. But for the one, two people that just walked into a Catholic church for the first time in a while... Could and I have like, done anything with those what? three if they had never been and this is their one moment? I mean, how are you going to tie those? Oh in yeah, and not one of my weird? best talks involves those three, three, uh, three words. But we course, won't get into that. There's where we're going with this, and ladies and gentlemen, now we know. We won't get into that. 
So I he, should give you the same three, and then you should. No, have you to can't. That That's talk. the rules. Uh, we've oh. set the rules. It has to be three unique words that haven't you know been I used before. You know, I hate your rules. Okay. Well, I'm making them ready? up as we go along. <laughs> uh, well, I'm aware. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Your words are chocolate, toilet paper. Okay. Keyboard. Now I'm already mad at you. I Why? told you my tummy hurt, and you have to pull out uh, toilet paper. I see how it <laughs> well, is. Well, that was an homage to COVID. <laughs> You're welcome. There, there was no toilet paper, so I don't know. I was trying to make it COVID-y. I don't know. Welcome to church, everyone. <laughs> you know how sometimes you go to church and you hear great homilies? And sometimes you go to church and hear terrible homilies? This is the latter. All right. When I say keyboard, I'm very interactive when I speak, Liv. I know you just like that. You love having a microphone in your hand because you think it makes you feel powerful. I like to even it up with the people in the conversation. So this is going to be a little interactive. So when I say the word keyboard, what do you think of? Letters. Letters. Okay. So you are thinking of like the keyboard for a computer. Correct. Uh, you know, yeah, raise sorry. your hand. If you're in the congregation and you thought of like the musical <laughs> instrument, raise True. your hand. Okay, there we go. There's, it's, it's about half and half. I can see that. So sometimes we can hear one word and hear two completely different things. Just like when I say chocolate. What do you guys say? Do you, you, know, you like dark chocolate, milk chocolate? You know, like everybody has different things, right? Uh, there is a correct answer, by the way. It's milk chocolate. But, well, you know, whatever. Um, and then I learned this thing recently that most men fold their toilet paper and most women crinkle it. So we all have differences and no one of those things is wrong. Whenever I said, whenever you thought the keyboard for computer, I thought music keyboard, whether I fold my toilet paper or you crinkle it, or whether you like milk chocolate or dark chocolate, that is the beauty of the Catholic Church because all of those answers can be right. They can all be good. That is how God made them. It is how God made us. And we can have different perspectives. And that's why the, the Catholic means universal we are all in this together with all of our different viewpoints but we can still be one church thank you for coming to my ted talk that felt longer than 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> all right are you ready for but i'm proud of you taylor thank i'm you. proud of you thank you how do you think that's that sure about the toilet paper yes yeah yeah very true is I learned it? that recently, and it's very good. I'm so a we're not... folder. Absolutely. That explains a lot. Because you're very manly. Okay. I know. Your, your next your next Dang three it. words are. Wait, we're still doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole segment. Oh, jeez. <laughs> your next okay. three words are keyboard, toilet paper, and chocolate. No, we said uh, no. <laughs> no, I changed the rules. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's just not. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a softball. Are you ready? Okay. Your word is softball. <laughs> Your word is softball, Nathan, and genius. That's really funny, actually. Okay. So here's what's incredible. God can get to you any way that he wants, any way that he can, if you're open. My husband, Nathan, when he was a teenager, joined our youth group because he wanted to be on the softball team. So when he joined, that's all he thought. And he didn't care about Jesus. He didn't care at all. And he became really good friends with a lot of people on the softball team. And then they started bringing him into youth group. And that's something to remember when we're called to evangelize is that meet people where they're at. So if you have friends that they don't seem like the Jesus kind of loving kind of kids, that's okay. You can meet them where they are and then bring Jesus into it later. What's funny is that now as an adult, I started a women's conference named Genius. And my husband actually finances it. <laughs> so what's really fantastic is that if he had never played softball for his own selfishness, he wouldn't be paying for Genius 
for God. So there you go, everybody. You never know where God's going to meet you. So the moral of the story is everyone be more selfish and good things will happen for you. Exactly. (laughs) Or be friends with the kids on the softball team for your youth group. (laughs) There you go. Uh, you know what that felt I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a compliment and you're gonna realize it's not one I Uh, felt like I was in church for that one you know how you know how I knew I felt like I was I tried harder you said because people would be like freaked out here's here's the thing Liv Um, without even planning it about 30 seconds in I started looking at my phone and if that didn't feel like church I don't know what did I I stopped paying attention after a while well, I didn't want to freak you out and go too creative, so I took it easy. You gave me, you said soft. Yeah, I went, I went low. I did low hanging fruit. I didn't try. I'm really proud of my softball joke. <laughs> By the yeah, way, nice. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we've got time for a couple more. Throw something at me. Okay, you ready? I am. Okay, um, Captain America. Okay. Deep dish pizza ladder. When you hear the word ladder. Do you think the thing you climb up or something that happened, the, the second thing that I listed? <laughs> I'm talking about the thing you climb up. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. That's not As in I Jacob's. <laughs> Are you dreaming Jacob's dream? Uh, that, that was a lullaby that I was, was sung it? to when I was a little kid. I could have used that story earlier. Dang it. Dang okay. It. Uh, if you want to get in shape, uh, eating deep ditch pizzas is probably not a good idea. Uh, especially late at night. So whenever I order pizza late at night, I make sure it's thin crust. Uh, that's because uh, I don't want to look like Captain America. But Captain America is a great example of like taking something that is natural to you. So, uh, you know, the whole thing of grace builds upon nature. So God takes the things that we're already good at and he can make them into something supernatural, just like Captain America did. He had he had courage. He had the you know he, he was loving. He wanted self sacrifice, but he didn't have the the physical strength and the and the and the the um, all of the things that he needed to really be a hero. So that super serum is kind of like God's grace. I know, I know, I know. It's not it's not a perfect analogy, but neither any of lives. Who's lived? Don't worry about it. So. Uh, <laughs> Grace builds upon that nature. So if you want to take the next step to climb a little closer to God, to go one rung up that ladder, just remember that God is going to take how you naturally are. He's not going to make you completely change like me one, like me ordering a deep dish pizza instead of uh, a thin crust. But he is going to take what we love and take the things that he has naturally gifted us at and make us do great things for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now I want deep dish pizza. Oh, boy. So do I. <laughs> I have some in my in my freezer. I have them shipped in from Chicago. Do you really? Yeah, you it's are the, cheap. You're the it wealthiest to, person I know. It comes out to eighteen dollars a pizza that includes shipping. Man, come on! 18 I got an eighteen dollar pizza here in Bryan that I had to drive to go get. That's what I'm saying. To it be fair, though, they cooked it to bucks. me. You have to cook your own. Well, I mean, it's an hour, Taylor. Anyway, that's an hour. I mean, we all have very busy lives. We've got a lot going on, a lot of international travel right now. I have nothing to do until you need me to do this show again. So (laughs) this is this is it. I give your life meaning. You do. All right. All right. Uh, You know know how Anchorman is my, my favorite movie of all time? 
Yes. You know, the the, 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 the moment where it's like, yeah, exactly that moment where like, Brick, are you just picking things out of the room? Yes. And yes. So when yes. I actually go and speak, and I'm sure you do the same thing, it's like, you know, I have my things that I'm kind of planned to say, but somebody will say something, somebody will do something, I'll notice something in the room and I'll point it out, right? So here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to, I, here's what I have here in my room. And I'm going to show the people watching on YouTube. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. I have some staples that I use to to put all the soundproofing up. Okay, I have an it's iPad. Like, yeah, like real staples. Yeah, yeah, real okay. staples. I have an iPad, and I have tea tree oil to make me feel better. It's a, it's an essential oil. That okay. boy, I didn't realize how much of essential oils my wife owned until I went looking for this tea tree oil. But that's a whole other thing. Okay, so tea tree oil, staples, and an iPad. That's mine. Yep. Okay. So it's interesting in the Bible, how we see there's certain things that we connect with that you see God use over and over again. And in the Catholic church, we use sacramentals. We'll see things come up over and over again. We have water, we have oil, we have land. You know, we can see that. With, Did you say land? <laughs> yeah. Like the earth, like the actual dirt, like, you know, soil and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure. So like we see God use these things and we use them. We know that, for instance, tea tree oil, we don't maybe know what it actually is supposed to do, but a lot of us use it for like our hygiene and making us feel better. I used to have a shampoo that had tea tree oil in it. Uh, I used to have hair. Yeah, you, you would have to use it. But when we think about other things and what they're supposed to be used for, you know, you get in the argument about, let's say a gun or a hammer, things are, you know, people are like, oh, a gun only uses to kill. And people are like, that's because you're using it wrong. Or a hammer is only used to do certain things. Well, that's because you're using it wrong. There's other things on the planet that, that do a lot of different jobs. For instance, my friend Taylor the other day was telling me that he was using staples in his soundproof booth because he's a really famous, amazing radio show host and podcaster. Do you lie this needs, often whenever you're at church events? I do. He needs <laughs> these really thick staples. And for me, I don't need those. I don't need them at all. Taylor also has things like an iPad. He has like equipment in this soundproof room. He has all these things. He also, you know... His wife is really into oil. So if I need a tea tree oil, I probably could get it from Taylor. Here's the thing. He has all these tools because God is asking him to do something that maybe he's necessarily not asking me. So why do I not have these items? Because that's at where my journey is going. So the second we start comparing ourselves to other people <laughs> is when we get into trouble. And there we go. That's why I don't compare <laughs> myself is, to Taylor Stroll. That is the most rambly thing I've ever heard. I'm just picturing you. I'm trying to give you something more rambly. I, I'm trying to picture you at your conference and people just looking at you like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I got all three in there. <laughs> oh, boy. I love this game. You guys let me know uh, if you like <laughs> this game or not. You can submit your three. I will play this with all of us. I, I will play this game forever. This might be the only thing the show is from now on. Wait, do you get another one? Or no, it's, it's time it? to go. Oh. I do not know how. I, every time. You don't know how. I'm literally ending a segment. It I, the, sounded like No, it. Liv, you're done. The show's over. I'm going away. You're going away. I'm not talking to you for three more weeks when I finally give you something else to do. That's it. God bless. Say it! Give me your money. <laughs> That's how we're starting the, the commercial. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, would you like to expound on that at all in that accent, please? Just open up your wallet and take out lots of cash 
Or write something to Taylor and give him because he's got poor little children and they're starving because no one can go out and work anymore because there's this horrible virus. So pay for him to pay for his beautiful wife and, their, and his children so they can eat. So I love how you money. say pay for my beautiful wife like that's what I did originally. Which <laughs> we a lot all of know why Sam question. is staying. <laughs> exactly. It's because of the cash. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Uh, that's got to be the only reason why. <laughs> that and my rock hard abs. So. <laughs> Wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. So yes. Your, exactly. your British friend said to give cash, which sure. But if you want to go to well, Forte, I said right at, ForteCatholic.com yeah, okay, slash donate. We are a full nonprofit organization right now. So this is a tax deductible donation that will help me continue to pay for my wife. Apparently, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> I don't think any of that's legal. But if you want to no, support the work of Forte Catholic, support um, what we're trying to do to, to bring joy, the joy of the gospel to people and uh, to live out and to share uh, the new evangelization, we would appreciate it. We live by your donations. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Feed the children. Thanks. <laughs>